Hi everyone, it is episode number 32 of WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine, I'm sitting here with Holly, Rob, Scott, and Matt. Um, we are really excited, we have so much information to give to you. Um, so much, in fact, I'm gonna spoil that we will have a bonus episode, which isn't really a bonus because it's a full-on episode, that we'll be releasing next week. Typically, we do bi-weekly releases, but we will have an episode for you next week. Bonus. So, we're gonna talk a lot about Pandora today. We got to, all five of us really got to discover on opening day and some before opening day. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. Thanks, Rob. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, my eyewash watch is going off. Rob's sucking down Starbucks. Um, all right, so we started off with topping it off, and this week it's going to be Holly. So, Holly, what's your drink from Disney? All right, um, I'm going to Animal Kingdom. And right I'm not, now? Yeah, right now. I wish I could be in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm not doing a Pandora drink. Okay. Shockingly. Um, I'm going to do the Smoky Bones Chocolate Shake. Um, you can find this drink at Trillo Bites uh, right when you go into um, Dinoland USA. The mm -hmm. drink is $10. Don't be scared of this drink because it includes bourbon mm. and candied bacon as like a topper. So it's like a chocolate shake with bourbon with whipped cream with candied bacon. And those of you who don't know what candied bacon is, it's basically, I know my mom makes it at Easter time. She takes brown sugar and bakes it. So it has like a- Real sweet. A sweet And coating. savory on yeah. the inside. It's um, good. <laughs> this was delicious. Very refreshing when it's like hot. Really? Um, yeah, I felt like- Yes. I'm think, shocked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, no, it's a bad choice. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, okay. I have- some digestive issues with well, dairy stomach, yeah i mean and uh, i was afraid of it too but i think i think they minimize the amount of dairy they use in it so, so i don't know if they use because it is 95 plus degrees and you could have people oh. you know so what they do is they put i saw how they make it they they put the shot and they they put a hearty amount of bourbon <laughs> in the cup then they they put the the shake on top and then they use one of those traditional like um shakers shakers no the mixer oh, like a milkshake, milkshake mixer makers. that you know yeah. like um yeah it's like like an old school soda fountain these are the yes. times where i wish that this is a video <laughs> podcast because the um pantomime that rob has been doing for the past minute has been obscene <laughs> to describe so, use your imagination <laughs> and it's it's not very thick so i, I think the dairy is I didn't have any issues with this at all, so. <laughs> it was refreshing. Yeah, it was so. It was really good. Okay. So I definitely recommend it. That I sounds awesome. Said, and that was like one of the hottest days that you got that. That was on Saturday. Mm -hmm. That was the opening of Pandora. The park was crowded. The park was hot. People were waiting in line, and we were waiting in line, and you were like, just take a sip. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle ice cream right now. And <laughs> it was good. I will yeah. witness that. It was very good. That candy bacon was on point. Yeah. And is it, was, it like a whole slice or like yeah, pieces of it? No. It's a big slice. It's they like they put in it there. in next to the straw. Yeah. So it's like a garnish almost. Yeah. It looks yeah. like a nope. Bloody Mary. Yeah, almost. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. All right. So um, Rob, what do we have as far as All right. Meetings? So it's been sort of light given everything that's open. So 
But Disney announced that there's going to be two new restaurants coming to Disney Springs in 2018. So the first one is going to be Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill. So this is going to be a concept inspired by traditional farmhouses with a touch of elegance. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's going to be... It's going to capture um, Puck's Spago restaurant and the rest, uh, the menu from there. It's going to have signature dishes with Mediterranean influences. Hmm. So this is going to go... It's going to go in a new space on the empty space next to Coca-Cola across from Planet Hollywood in the town center. Oh, okay. So... And then the current uh, restaurant, the Wolfgang Puck, Wolfgang Puck Grand Cafe over on the west side is going to close August 1st. Okay. I've never been there. No, me either. <laughs> and I don't think any of us have. Um, Wolfgang Puck Express is going to continue to operate as normal in the marketplace. Um, so, but then the, the Grand Cafe is going to be replaced by, how do we say it? Uh, Halo. 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 So this is going to be a new restaurant um, by Chef Jose Andres. Have you guys ever heard of him? Oh. I feel like that name sounds familiar. He is regarded as like one of the best chefs in the world. Really? I am so bad with celebrity chefs. Oh, okay. Like, I just like <laughs> don't know any chefs at this all. This is like Morimoto like They have level. some really good... A really good presence of different styles of celebrity chef in Disney Springs. I do like that actually a lot. Yeah, you've got your Morimoto's, you've got your Art Smiths, you've got your Bucks. You've sure got they're Bayless. attracting a lot of famous names anyway. The only one the... Tina. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Rick, Rick Bayless. Bayless. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys are missing the best celebrity chef. Um, oh, Guy yeah. Fieri. Guy Fieri. Italian. So this is going to go in uh, on the west side. Oh, donkey sauce. <laughs> um, and it's going to be the, celebrate the spirit and flavors of Spain. Oh, that's nice. interesting. Yeah, so they're saying paella, pork, those sorts of dishes. Um, this is actually a chain. So there's five locations in the U.S. and Mexico City, but this will be the first location in Florida. Nice. Yeah. And then the first floor, it's going to be a multi-level restaurant. And the first floor will feature a grab-and-go storefront with Spanish-style sandwiches. Hmm, that sounds tasty. Yeah, so they're saying 2018. There's no indication when. I mean, could be November yeah, 2018. Yeah, we're, we're still waiting on the Edison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, that wine bar, George. Yeah, wine bar, They George. released some concept art for that uh, recently. So more stuff at Disney Springs. Yeah. Cool. It's always exciting. Love me, Disney Springs. But that's that's it for news. Oh, I have I have one uh, news item. It's that um, uh, Marvel announces a bunch of fan experiences at for the D twenty three Expo. This um, broke earlier this week. Um, just some bulleted list items. Some that we pretty much expected to be there. Some general surprises. But as a lot of you know. The D23 Expo for 2017 is coming Friday, July 14th to Sunday, July 16th. Uh, Marvel Studios have confirmed that they are going to be showcasing their next two big properties from the cinematic universe with Thor Ragnarok as well as Black Panther. Um, 
the article that I'm um, referencing is from an Englishman in San Diego who has actually a really good um, blog about some of the cons that come to that area. And um, it says that Marvel is going to be bringing a display of props, costumes, weapons, console and mobile game fixtures, and a whole bunch of giveaways and events. And all of this is going to be taking place in Hall B, which if memory serves, that is upstairs. Um, I can never remember, and I don't know if the Expo Hall in uh, at the Anaheim Convention Center is going to be exactly the same layout as it was in years past, but it says that Marvel is going to be a fixture in Hall B. There's going to be a bunch of video game presentations. I know that um, Disney's um, actual um, video game division was closed, but Marvel still has a, uh, a dedicated uh, interactive thing called Marvel Studios, or I'm sorry, what is it? It's... I think it's just Marvel Studios Interactive or something, but they got Lego Marvel, uh, Super Heroes 2, Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel Heroes Omega, a bunch of other uh, video games, and there's also going to be a Marvel Animation Panel, which they're going to be showing some animated uh, TV shows like The Guardians of the Galaxy and Ultimate Spider-Man. So, some interesting stuff coming from Marvel. And we still haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg with some of the... Uh, announcements of what's going to be coming to D23. We haven't even heard anything from Lucasfilm, so it's going to be a big show. I'm anticipating a big, big show this year. And they would typically do these things at Comic-Con? Yes. There's going to be some bleed over, for sure. Yeah, but this is, you'll be getting our first taste of things because D23 is the week before Comic-Con this year, and they've never in the history of D23 had it before Comic-Con. So, like, for instance, Comic-Con would steal a lot of the thunder of D23. Like, two years ago at Comic-Con, they had Harrison Ford, Daisy Ridley, everybody there from The Force Awakens, which was great. And then five weeks later, they had D23, and it was kind of like, well, we did the huge thing at Comic-Con where, you know, the John Williams Symphony played over fireworks and the whole... You know, the whole convention center got lightsabers to follow them out, and <laughs> which literally happened. But D23, then, like, their thunder gets stolen because, which doesn't make any sense because Disney owns Star Wars and they should hold the, they should hold the cards. Right. So, so this year, Disney's doing it right. They're able to be the first look at Lucasfilm, the first look at the Marvel properties, the first look at what's coming from Disney and Pixar, which... Pixar doesn't really have a big um, presence at Comic-Con, but for them to be the first look at what's coming from Marvel and what's coming from Lucasfilm before Comic-Con is a huge, huge deal, which means that I think Disney's going to pull out all the stops for D23. They, they will want to make this a spectacular presentation, which is always good for yeah. us who are going to it because <laughs> it's going to be really impressive. Even if, like, half of those things I don't really care about, but, um, like, it's going to be so cool to see. Like, even if you're not super into it, it's, like, a really fun show. And so. just think about who's already confirmed to be Disney Legends this year. So you've got a lot of the Star Wars people who are already pretty much confirmed to be there. Because the past couple times, Mark Hamill has not made an appearance at D23 to date, has he? I don't believe so. Isn't Stanley? And Stanley, yeah. Stan which will make the Marvel, the Marvel yeah. things will be awesome, and you might get to see Stanley. Stanley's super um, into conventions; like he will appear it as much as he like as he physically can. But he's getting up there. Yeah, he is getting uh -huh. up here. So awesome! Well, I'm yeah. 
Cool. To I'm say excited. I'm looking forward to that would be an understatement. <laughs> I'm counting it down. I know, me too. I already got the suitcase out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. Oh, boy. I'm excited for Black Panther. I think um, that that movie's going to rock. Catherine, you didn't see... Um, uh, Civil War, but I thought he was like the best part, one of the best parts yeah. of that movie. I think he's awesome. I forget the actor's name. He has an awesome name. Did they say when Black Panther's coming out? Ooh. Or are they? Is it still in production? Are they still? I don't know. I have no idea. It probably has a date, but you know that Marvel released those dates like oh, you know, it's like been out for three years, yeah. And it's like oh my gosh, how can we? But 2018. Oh, it okay. says February 16, 2018. That's not too far. Okay. Chadwick Boseman. That's, oh, yeah, that's played, such a uh, badass name. He, who did he play? Uh, he played, was it not, uh, James Brown, right? He played James Brown in the biopic, I believe. Oh, God, that would be so bad if I got that <laughs> He did, wrong. and he also played Jackie Get Robinson. on up. That's uh, right. This the Black Panther cat: Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrero, Martin Freeman, so Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Andy mm. Serkis. Like that is just well. What's the next Marvel one? Uh, Thor. Thor Ragnarok, yeah. I believe. Okay. I love the Thor series. All yeah. right. Yeah. So um, awesome. Um, okay, so let's move on to our main topic of this podcast today and we are going to talk all about pandora the five of us got to go to pandora last week and we were there on opening day and actually holly rob and scott got to go the day before because there was a soft opening so um let's talk about pandora it was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it was scheduled to open Saturday the 27th and uh, the three of us were there Uh, we flew in late Thursday night actually got to the resort Friday morning (laughs) and we didn't know what to do that morning we had fast passes for the afternoon at Epcot so we decided oh let's just go explore Animal Kingdom let's see if we could get in what's going on what the scene is like and as soon as we got on the bus we started talking to some folks really nice people from England and we were saying about Pandora, they were actually going to Blizzard Beach and transferring. But um, uh, poor choice. But go on. So we we yeah, we, t- we talked about Pandora, and the bus driver overheard us, and she's like, "There's a soft opening for Pandora." So, so we got super excited. Um, I think I bolted. Yeah, like I never saw. Yeah, you Holly were running, so and fast. I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a <laughs> like, long let's day." Go slow <laughs> so um, yeah, we got in, and then at the turnstile, uh, the lady's like, "Pandora's open." So we knew as soon as she said that. So we ran over there and no wait to get in on like Saturday. Um, we explored a little bit and then I heard a cast member cause they didn't have wait times or anything available on the app. So we didn't know if we would be looking at two hour waits, three hour waits for the attractions. So I heard him talking to another cast member and he said, oh, flights of passage is only 45 minutes. <laughs> so as soon as I heard that, we ran to it. It's it's hard to find. Um, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I feel like ugh. it was a little tucked in there. Like it is in the back corner. Yeah. I mean, like if you think about the and there's no signs really or anything. No, there is. So and I think that that's semi-intentional. Yeah, because oh, absolutely. I think they want you to explore, and I think that they want to give you that feeling of like this is a this is a wild um, ecosystem, and like 
they're like this isn't a theme park like there isn't going to be like i mean that's not to say that there's no signage at all like you you'll be able to navigate the place but it's not like so obvious and in your face like the rest of animal kingdom where it's like if you make a right you're in africa and this way to yeah. you know uh, expedition everest it's kind of like subtle uh, yes. visual cues now that i think of it was there a sign for the navi no river yeah there's no so. sign you just kind of walk walk into the queue yeah i are. mean other than the the lines that's what usually is the yeah. dead giveaway yeah um so we did that the queue I, for the flight of passage is absolutely yeah you guys didn't ex experience yeah we only had Catherine and i um didn't fly in until friday morning and um we yeah we had fast passes for flight of passage so we didn't wait in the standby line and quite frankly on that Saturday, the day it opened, I mean, the, the lowest I saw wait times was like 240. It was, yeah, it was over 400 at one point on so Saturday. So I was happy that we did have fast passes, but in doing so, you miss, miss a lot of the queue. And by that, I mean like all of the really spectacular stuff with the queue, including the awesome animatronic. And yeah. since this is a drinking podcast, I will add this helpful tip. <laughs> so um, on Saturday, there was a really long wait to get into Pandora. So, you know, we were waiting and then we got in and I'm sure we're gonna talk about the food and drink in Pandora in just a little bit, but Pongu Pongu is the kiosk that has drinks and uh, a snack. So um, before we got on Flights of Passage, got a big old 22 ounce green beer and I figured, oh, the line's going to be so long, even though we have fast passes, that I'll have plenty of time to drink this in the queue. Well, and I talked to the cast member in in the line, and I said, can I bring my drink into the queue? And he said, yeah. Um, so we got in there, and we were you know, taking video and taking pictures and all sorts of stuff. And then I was like ready to board immediately. And we were probably only in the queue for about six minutes. And we- Until the area that you- When you go up the ramp to actually go into the room. So I had to throw away like, oh my God, probably about like 13 ounces of beer. Oh, I didn't, I straight chugged it. And the kid was like, I, I remember the kid's name. His name was Alex. And I was, he was like, I'm so sorry, but you're going to have to either drink that or throw it. And I just looked at him and like everyone was looking at me because it was like where the fast pass split off from the standby. And I just looked and I was like, you are killing me, Alex. And I just chugged like 13 ounces of green grog. And I was like, oh God. And I had, and it was funny because like I had no idea what awaited for me on flights of passes because I went pretty um, radio silent on knowing what the ride mechanism was, what like what I was in store for. So like I already had kind of like the pre-ride jitters, and then I chugged like I <laughs> chugged the beer. So like I didn't know like what was butterflies in my stomach, excitement, and what was like just beer just sitting there. But and overall, I think it added. It was totally additive. <laughs> and I will say we are gonna get into some spoilery things. We're gonna talk about the rides. Um, so if you don't want spoilers, just, you know, don't listen to this part of the episode. Um, you know, it is definitely a visual experience. So I think even if we describe a lot of the things, you probably should experience it for yourself for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you are not wanting spoilers on the rides themselves and you just kind of want to feel the atmosphere of Pandora, I would like to direct you to our YouTube page where we have a amazing video 
Um, and it's just the atmosphere of Pandora. You get to kind of see what the line looked like the first day. Um, lots of people waiting to get in there. Um, you know, some of the plant life, the botanical aspect, and just a nice, a really nice walk around video that we posted that there's a lot of stuff on YouTube right now, but if you don't want to actually see what the ride looks like, this is your best bet, I have to say. And Catherine's right. I mean, we're saying spoilery territory, but a lot of it is like, you have to experience it visually. Even us telling you what the ride is like. I mean, we're not going to painstakingly go through. And in the first scene of Flight of Passage, <laughs> you do this. I mean, we're literally just going to give our impressions. And it's I was not, going to. Scott was going to see you. First. <laughs> You're on a banshee. <laughs> Open Pandora. <laughs> Open stars. Um, all right. So then the ride itself, Flight of Passage, what do you guys think? Well, first of all, I think the queue, it holds yeah, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. A lot of people. The freaking standby line holds a lot of people. I can't even imagine how the queue was. Yeah, must so have went through. Yeah, so what happens is you... It's a third you, of a mile. It, it, starts, it starts on the outside where you snake through the back and forth. Um, then you go into a cave. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think what that would be reminiscent of another track. If oh, the aerial, aerial. Yeah. Yes, very yeah, good. Point. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Is it like semi-outdoor indoor, or is it... Yeah, there's it's open air, so there's like windows to the outside. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, there's some cool, like you could, like with the cave, you could get some cool pictures of the floating mountains and yeah. stuff if you have time, but we were moving pretty through, pretty quickly through there. Then you go into a bioluminescent area, so similar, like cave-ish, but it start, you start seeing some of the bioluminescence and then you go into, they make it look like, I compared it to um, the hatch from Lost, if you ever watched Lost. <laughs> so it's like this old, like, run-down bunker or facility. Like bunker. Like, yeah, a bunker. Term, yeah. And, I, and I said, like, even the, the, the detail, they have, like, keypads on the, on the door. It's not a functioning door. Yeah. But it's all, like, dusty and, like, dirt on there. Like, mm -hmm. they just went above and beyond. Yeah, and I then, mean, the theming in everything. I can't stress enough that you're sitting, you're sitting with, well, I mean, I'd like to think that you're sitting with us if you're listening. But you're listening to five people who don't really care about the, <laughs> the film franchise. None of us Correct. care about Avatar. Some of us haven't even seen it, right? So, Correct. I mean... The fact that we were so on board and floored with the level of detail, I mean, is really saying something because it is just beautiful. And I mean, every aspect of it. Yeah. And then it takes you into like a research facility. So they have things like experiments and little like spaces that you could tell they were doing research. And then you walk by the giant avatar floating in water, which is, I didn't realize how enormous this thing was i mean way bigger than a normal mm. <laughs> it's like shack size like yeah maybe even bigger than oh shack. yeah they're like 13 feet tall. is it that is it that tall I do mean, you I understand without seeing the movie do you understand what the concept of an avatar is yeah okay yeah well like, they kind but, of explain that in the ride i mean it's a similar yeah, but i didn't i didn't grasp that they were that big oh uh, okay. and it's been so long since i've actually seen it so maybe i just forgot that is it my understanding that when you enter the world as an avatar that the navi are unable to distinguish the difference between a tr an actual navi and an avatar Ugh, posing watch the movie Who i don't cares? think that that's the case they you think they can tell yeah but they sort of but they're like but it. they're like it's cool yeah i guess that doesn't yeah. matter but 
I thought about that as I was being turned into an avatar. <laughs> so go on. And then finally you get to the point where they take you up a ramp. Um, well, you enter this big room with yeah. like a... An avatar painting and No, it's and like a, a screen. Yeah, they have like... It, it's supposed to simulate like the flights that are happening now. It almost yeah. looks like so radar like or something. What's yeah. that? So kind of like the Star Tours? Yeah. Very much yeah. like that. It has like a ban- banshee tracking yeah. and like cameras like they try to track. So we didn't see any of this. Yeah, yeah you missed a lot. I mean, I, from the sounds of it, you missed a lot of really good stuff. There's like, there's a, that in view. the Fast Pass line, there's like maybe a, I don't know, 100 to 200 yard outdoor segment, which like, you're kind of walking through the hills um, you can see the floating forest, the floating mountains to your left, and then you enter basically like an underground lair area, which I'm sure you'll get there because that's where it intersects with the, and it's kind of like, just like, almost like industrial passageways mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. go and kind of... That's kind of where we're picking up from where she was just talking because yeah. that So it's shortly after that screen. right after there, yeah. yeah. it's like this big room that you kind of like sneak through, and like there's that big TV, it's like a cameras and like banshee tracking i guess people who are on the rides mm-hmm. oh that's so, neat and, and then that's where you up. that's where it meets up right and then the, from I'm the assuming. fast pass in the, in the regular queue and then you walk up um ramp it, almost it, similar to soren correct at this yeah. point it's yeah it and then that's without where as they, high of ceilings like in in soren in the in the land pavilion like it's like very like you can see like the the ceiling of the uh land pavilion when you're in that soaring queue this one is very more like a not claustrophobic but it's it's very much like a corridor like a almost mm-hmm. as if you're underground yeah mm-hmm. it, yeah like a tunnel exactly um yeah the room that they put you in has like this big picture of a a painted banshee on oh, the that's wall. neat you can see that from the fast pass queue because that's where the fast pass queue mm-hmm. does intersect with the regular queue and then from there that's where they start putting you into different silos right to to actually ride the ride so that that's where they ask you how many in your party yeah and then so for us we had to go up a flight of stairs um i don't know about you guys what you we had, had to, to go do. Up two flights of stairs yes we were at the very top so we must have been time. in the middle uh-huh. it's, uh, yes. if you think of soaring you know that you have the bottom rung the middle rung and then a top one yeah same thing there are three there are three floors each of them riding at the same time yeah it's it's interesting that they you know there's been a lot of concern raised around um handicap accessibility yeah and like if you can't climb stairs i i guess you could ask the cast member to say i can't climb stairs you know people could walk but sometimes they're elevators that were there? I thought I there were elevators. I don't know that there are for the, but there are there are ones below and on the same level as that. Yeah, there's queue, one. So. This picture here, this is where you could just walk on. Yeah, like, there's no stairs. I I rode I rode the two story level and then I rode the same level. Okay. And that was in the middle. Yeah, the I only got to ride it once and I was on the top floor. And what's very interesting is, you don't. It, at Soren, you're very much aware of like there's a ride, like there's like this is the ride vehicle and that erector set, and like you can look to your right and be like those are the other people riding, and you look to the left and like those are the other people riding. And when I was on this, until the part where basically they they drop like a scrim, uh, not even a scrim, they drop like a shielded uh, wall basically that's behind that is in front of a screen and only then if you really look to your left and right you're like oh well what they actually do is lift 
the wall, and then that guards your belongings behind you. What? The wall comes back like this, and that's how your stuff stays in place. Mm. <laughs> I had no idea. Wow. I, was I didn't realize that either. <laughs> I was wondering. Okay, that's a good mm -hmm. detail. It comes behind you. And then the other thing Mind is... Mind blown. Yeah. When you get in the queue, they also give you 3D goggles. And these are a little bit more clunky than, like, the Muppet Vision 3D and, like, you know, your typical, like... They're much bigger. Yeah, they're very bigger. They're they're very bigger. <laughs> they're, they're a little Nailed bit it. more hardcore than your regular 3D glasses. Um, and I got to ride the ride again later in the week when it was just me and my mom. A friend got me a fast pass, a really great friend. And um, he was telling me that those glasses are super, super, super expensive. Really? Each pair of glasses is so expensive. In fact, there's a tracker on them that if you leave that queue and you still have the glasses, you will start beeping and you can't leave the area where the ride is <laughs> so you will be found out if you try to steal a pair so don't try to steal a pair what of is so special about them exactly they're just like really hardcore i don't i don't know they're what makes high tech yeah, yeah I mean, i'm assuming ride. that the the um actual 3d technology for the screen has to be catered to oh the, yeah yeah you know those glasses and i just I did notice that they were more expansive as far as your field of view goes, so that if you're looking left and right, yeah, there's more they covered it. Yeah. Like, you know, you ride Midway Mania, and you've got just what's right in front of your right. eyes, but That's this was point. more like 180 degrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, even if you're, yeah, if you're looking to your left or right, just peripherally, is mm -hmm. that a word? Yeah, mm -hmm. then you're, you're still catching all the 3D effects. Yeah, so um, then you go up into a queue and there's a little, um, I thought this part was really fun, although I thought it was going to be more like test track mm -hmm. with building the car. I thought you would see like a full-bodied avatar of yourself, but you only get the face and it's really, um, I did not like the pre-show video. I liked the actor. I thought he was really realistic and I think that'll hold up longer than like, I don't I don't know if you guys ever heard the old test track. The old test track was real corny. <laughs> and, like, so is, like, Mission Space. Like, the whole Gary Sinise so thing. So is, like, most... Yeah, most like, dinosaur is pretty corny. Like, but this guy, I thought he was, like, you know, like, the inexperienced. Like, he was... I, I thought he did a good job. But it doesn't really make sense. Because during the pre-show, when you're standing before you get your avatar, you... His computer system goes down. And there is literally no reference to it. Like, he's like, hold on a second. And then the system is, like, holding. And, and he, like, gets out of his chair and, like, goes back to, like, kind of tinker with something. And then, and then he then comes back and never references it again. Hmm. I think and he just goes, like, okay. Yeah. He's, he's just like, <laughs> okay, we're good. Yeah. And it, like, oh. and it didn't make any sense to me because usually, like, that's the setup for the ride. Like, something's gone wrong. You got to get in there and fix it. Um, no, like, it was just, like, something's gone wrong. Hold on. My computer's freezing. And then it's like, all right, we're good. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't really enjoy that. And then I talked to um, my friend who's the cast member who got me on the ride the second time. And he was telling me that that's a way of, like, buffering the ride. So, the, like, if they're having an issue, like, if someone has a mobility issue and is taking longer to exit, they can stall the queue by making that as long or short. As, so that's, like, they're, they're vamping that whole part so like oh, you might only yeah. have one second where it's down or you might have three minutes where you're standing there because they're trying to get someone 
authorized. Oh, that's so, like, a, that's very you, clever now that I think about it. That makes it. sense. Yeah. So it, and it still doesn't take you out of it. Right. So it, it's different depending on like if you've got like a real fast moving party in front of you. It could just be um, a second. Yep. And then you get into the next room where you see the doctor, Jackie Ogden, tell you about the conservation efforts <laughs> on Pandora. And that is named after an Imagineer, Jackie Ogden, who just retired from Disney. And she is really into conservation and children. She wants to make sure ch- she's a psychologist and she wants to make sure children have the best experiences at the park, which is interesting. Hmm. And then you board your banshee. Yep. It, d- something to go back to that room, though. They made it re- like so you get assigned a number from the mm-hmm. cast member. They'll say one, you're one, two, three, four. Three, so it's one through 16 in each level, each room. Mm-hmm. And I, I know when we were for that Friday, some were down. Because I heard the cast member like skip five, skip like they were. So yeah, I guess in no. that that chair that yeah ride, didn't work. Yeah. So, but then when you go into that room, it looks like those numbers are pressure sensitive. Yeah, that, because, I, like I, they I made you stay because like it didn't turn blue or whatever. Blue until and so you were, were like because I watched other people, they only had like one foot on yeah. it and it wasn't turning, and then like. You yeah. saw the move, and then it, it changed. So that was... Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Like, it was a fun... Like, the first time you see it, you're like, oh, cool, I can see myself. And like, oh, I <laughs> took my leg off, and now you can't see me. Yeah. It, it was it was cool. I'd- see, I was wondering if there was a reason for that, whether it had anything to do with... You know, you had talked before about the concerns people had about people of size riding the ride. and Yeah, but I don't think it does, because you could still, I think, get to the, the loading area and not be able to not be able to get on like like there's no system in place for them to say oh you know what after we do this body scan of you we're not sure that you're going to be able to get on like they Which wouldn't would stop terrifying. you there oh yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's it's pretty cool it's like a fun it like i think that that passed the time well if yeah. you know if you're standing in line for two hours yeah. and then that part comes in it's very exciting they build up the anticipation mm-hmm. yeah. it's dark in there yeah. and like yeah. just it, yeah, yeah they and it's quiet it's That's i was shocked because, by how quiet yeah. it was yeah, it is. You can't hear like the whir of the ride happening yeah. in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you board your banshee. Mm-hmm. I was the same number each time too. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, the exact <laughs> same position. I screwed up. So <laughs> it, it's one through sixteen, and we were one, two, and three. And so we got into the first room where it's nine, ten, and eleven, and I and I stopped there, okay. <laughs> and then. I started putting my stuff and then somebody behind me and then these guys took off. I was like, I didn't realize you had to go around. Can't Keep take going. you anywhere. No, yeah, there's like, there's Keep going, rooms. Rob. Yeah. What are you like, doing? It's right here. <laughs> yeah, it is two rooms. So when you board, yeah. when you board, yeah. if you're, you know, what is it? Eight through 16, you'll be in the closer room if you're one yeah. through yeah. I'd like to say they make that fairly clear too. Yeah, I, I was nervous. The excitement <laughs> yeah. um, Pre-flight jitters. Yeah, right? So, um, then they strap you in like pretty hardcore, pretty hardcore restraints. I thought like they it really unnecessary. Kind of, it's overkill. Yeah, yeah, to me it's overkill. Yeah. I don't think so. No, you don't think? No, I don't think it's overkill. I don't know. Like I just felt like I, did my back need to be like like it's very uncomfortable. Like really, like we really suck in your waist. Like <laughs> so so there are, there have been many articles and things pointed out about people of of size and. You know, I was concerned, and so when they engaged, um, 
my back piece came up and I heard it click, but then the cast member started walking her way down and she said to me, do you mind if I push on your back? So I guess mine didn't fully engage. And so I like lean forward and she's like, no, sit straight up. So it basically goes into that curvature of your your back. And so it clicked once, once she pushed on it. So. Yeah, and I was a little nervous. I have pretty, I have Italian legs, and I was a little nervous about my calves fitting in there. But I had like, I was like trying to like measure when I'm in here. Like I at least have two inches that I could, you know, I, I had some wiggle room on my legs. I was a little worried, but I felt like my leg, my legs are pretty must, like the calves are pretty muscular. Yeah. But I felt like I had plenty of room. Yeah, I felt con- I I was not super. I I was a little worried. I think the back restraint was a little bit more annoying than the leg restraint but yeah. yeah then the ride starts actually our ride broke down i sat in the restraints for about five to seven minutes uh, when, really oh. yeah and it just kept on cycling where you like you can see your face in the display and like <laughs> connecting to your avatar connecting to your avatar it was like stuck at 65 percent, just like cycling through and i'm like oh, boy. oh my gosh yeah it's true ours was stuck at 20 percent for a little bit yeah. i mean not long but no Mm-mm. the only time i wrote it was smooth sailing oh it must have been you <laughs> <laughs> the coolest feature i think with the banshee is you can feel your banshee breathing oh yeah yeah because at first bad. i was like what is like what do I feel on my stomach area? Yeah. That I'm like, oh, it's breathing. Yeah, it, it was a little weird, but yeah, cool crazy. at the sa- same time. It yeah. is very cool. Um, the ride is super, super impressive. It's it makes Soren look like a garbage heap now. I feel like Soren like really lost a lot of points for me that they just redid Soren yeah. last year and they knew this was happening. Um, and oh, we actually we did. Flight of Passage, mm-hmm. and then later on in the afternoon, we did Soren. And I must say, it was very disappointing. It was. Yeah. Seeing the Eiffel Tower leaning, leaning <laughs> the leaning like, tower of Eiffel, all of yeah. it like bent, it was just like, meh. Yeah. So, but what did you call Flight of Passage? I, I said, said it was Soren on steroids. steroids. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but you know, the thing too, I mean, you're getting everything that Soren has and more in that ride you're yes. getting the smells you're getting the splash of water you're, yeah i mean it's everything and more yeah it's amazing um yeah and evidently where you are positioned in the room so if you're on the top floor you get a different experience than the people on the bottom so like on the bottom you might be closer to something like the ground level action or if you're in the middle oh. like so your banshee is responsive to how high you are. Gotcha. So, which I thought was really cool. And I, I did actually feel a difference. Like when I was on the middle floor, like some of like the fighting on the ground, like we were like more jerked around that way. But then when I was on the top, it was like more water from the wave. It, so it was, it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I was actually, where I was sitting, I was on the very end. I was like the first one. And usually, like with Soren, when I sit on the end, you can see, like, yep, okay, the there's the screen, screen yep. and then, but this ride, <laughs> no. It's perfect. I mean, it, it's perfect. I felt very immersed mm-hmm. being, considering I was on the very end. Yeah. Wow. There's no bad seat on this ride, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Soren, you do get, if you're on that end seat, that you're like, oh, crap, or if you're on the bottom on the end, oh, I can see these people's feet like dangling in front of me. And I can see the, the actual wall of the hangar. Yeah, so, so yeah. it was definitely a great experience. So 
We won't give too much away, but I think it's a ride that you can really ride over and over and over again and notice something new. Um, the first time I rode it, I, I didn't even notice like a huge like scene I totally forgot about. So it was it was really good. Compare this ride to the the ride in Hogwarts at Harry Potter. Which one? Harry, the bank or the, the not the bank, the original. The Forbidden Journey. Forbidden Journey, that's the that's the term. Yes. Um there's more practical props in Forbidden Journey. So like you move from the screen scenes to the prop scenes. Um so there's not practical effects in this ride, but um, I think this ride is more comparable to the Simpsons ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, where you're in a car next to a lot of people, and then but you're only in a small group, and then your thing lifts up. It's very similar to the Simpsons ride, I think. Um, so let's talk about the Navi River Journey next, which is the other ride um, where you travel through the bioluminescent forest of Pandora. What did you guys think of that? Matt hasn't been on this ride yet, so he... So this one we also did um, on Friday, and we did the standby line. Well, there was no fast passes. So um, it said about an hour, and it took us about 40 minutes. We timed it. Mm -hmm. um, the queue is entire, other than where you, ride, where you load the ride vehicle, the entire queue's outside it's kind of similar to kilimanjaro safaris yes where you're under yes you're under covering but it is outside i didn't feel yeah. oppressively hot in there they okay. had fans going yeah I, I i thought maybe like uh the cave of um seven dwarfs a little bit yeah like dark uh -huh. um mm -hmm. but it's it's like a how would you describe that roof it's like a, a thatched roof yeah. yes yes yeah. good good description um, so you go through the queue and then they ask you your party's number in your party and it's much like pirates. Mm -hmm. uh, what surprised me a lot about the vehicles and the loading process is they're very small. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tiny vehicles. So only like four people can fit in one. So I read about this or heard about this. I, I forget. I can't give proper credit to where I, I've seen this. But the premise of that is, if you look at the vehicle itself, it looks like it's made out of like bamboo Basket and natural, mm -hmm. yeah, natural substances or materials. Mm -hmm. So the idea was they wouldn't be able because they don't have a lot the of those plastics things, and yeah. things like that. That <laughs> they wanted smaller ones because they just wouldn't have been able to build a huge a huge. Six, uh, what, 30 person mm -hmm. boat like pirates or, or something like that. So, what, what did it fit? I, four. Uh, it was a two rows. Uh, the people in front of us, they squeezed four into their into the front row. It was just my mom and I in the back row. So, that yeah, was and I think the people. three of us were in one row. Yeah. So, yeah. like three, three normals, yeah, yeah, could fit comfortably. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a dark ride. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm uh, highly critical of this ride. I, I mean, go. and you can rebuff me if necessary, but there's no overarching story to this ride at all. Agreed. Nope. And it's also very short. It's I think Holly timed it at like five minutes and twenty five seconds. Minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. That's not that short for a dark ride. But when That's you compare it, for a dark well, ride. when you compare it to like Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean, it's a short ride. 
just for that length of a wait. You know, you're going to be waiting on this queue for at least 60 minutes for probably the next year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, reward versus wait time is not particularly good. The, the um, rewritability of this is there's nothing there. Like, other than seeing cool-looking things and, like, Right. I mean, there's again. There is no story. Yeah, Nothing. there is no story. It but, is all atmosphere. But, so I mean, but the whole visual. park is all atmosphere. So really, do you no, not like, just gain as much um, value from just walking around mm-hmm. the areas of Pandora, looking at the scenery? Well, no. I got a lot more that I highly enjoyed at nighttime. The f- first night that we were there on Saturday, the day it opened, Scott and Holly and I stayed in Pandora for the for dusk to, for the the bioluminescence to start kicking in and i thought that experience just walking around being in the park seeing the lights go on and exploring oh look what this looks like when the lights go off i thought that was better than that ride I because that I was real life i mean like we were really like seeing lights come on yeah. and we were the you know, ground even glowing. yes yeah the ground glowing and you know oh this this looks like this when the the nighttime falls and you know i it, it's definitely if you want to do a Pandora fast pass for this, you would definitely want to do it in the morning. I think because I think the actual bioluminescent mm-hmm. atmosphere of Pandora is so much better than the I ride. Agree. <laughs> I agree. I felt with the ride. I mean, it was very beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of felt like I didn't know where I was looking. Like, oh, look at the projection of that animal. Oh, it's glowing in the dark. I just. I have to agree. It's with, missing something, it's missing, right? I mean, it's missing yeah. narration. I can't put my finger on it, but it's it's missing something. There are two pretty cool animatronics. The the Shaman of Songs, which is the last animatronic you run into, is really really impressive. Do they talk? She sings. sings. She sings, and it looks like she's playing like drums or she's or doing yoga them. or something. Well, no, yeah. her, like a lot her arms of, like, are swaying about. Yeah, her. but I think she, no, I think she's like. But she's hitting there those because the the lights oh, the changed light. as she went by what looks to be like shells or something. Oh, sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> That's for the uh, sound effect track we have going. I did take a video of the ride, and it was definitely five minutes. Yeah. So it was yeah it was I mean it was very pretty, but mm-hmm. I uh, no again no repeatability. I don't think I would ever use a fast pass on this ride versus flight of passage. I agree, hundred uh, percent agree. Yeah. How long would you, on a standard trip, how long would you wait in queue for this ride? No more than 20. I think 30. I was going to say 30. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, basically. Just yeah. because it's new. Right. But after I ride it a few, uh, I mean, I'll ride it again. I said the rewritability <laughs> is not that high, but I mean, I will do it. Um, Matt hasn't gotten on it yet, so we'll go on when Matt yeah. gets on it for the first time. Yeah. Um, so my solution and just just kind of we'll do this briefly because I know we want to talk about food real quick but my solution would be to provide that the songs what, what did we call her shaman, shaman of, of songs, songs providing some overall narration talking about the forest as you're going through like over top of it and kind of referencing the things around you that might give like a you tour a tour of the forest right right yeah. it might give you a little bit more of that theme to Follow so you along. want some more like obvious exposition. Yes. Yeah, it is just like look like like there's no even like in pirates. Okay, you got like the like the oh Jack, Captain Jack will never find me map. Like 
like that's part of a story, and it's one sentence, and you understand the point. Well, even, even, even without that sentence, you still understand completely True. what's well, going on. That's because there's characters there's that have yeah, yeah. there yeah. there's a character that I has think that a the best kind of storytelling that Disney does is the ones without dialogue, where you can just read from like from what you're seeing around you in in Pirates of the Caribbean. If you took out all of the actual dialogue. You um, still you would know. know that like what is going on, you know like these pirates have overtaken this town and the townspeople are scared and these pirates are drunk and this guy's got a map. But like, you understand that there's a story there and it doesn't have to be spoon fed to you. And I think, and that I think that's what there, Disney does the best. If there were some of the Navi in the course of the ride, aside from the shaman, you might get that doing idea. some Navi type things. Yeah, you know, doing some hunting or doing some whatever else they do. I don't even what remember. Do you, what do y'all do? But there isn't. It's just the jungle, and it's just little critters running about. Yeah. Right. All right. Anyway. So that is the river journey. So let's talk about food and drink. Uh, mm. Highlight. Um, what? So it, let's to, start to, at Pongu Pongu. Okay. Go ahead. This is right after you get off Flight of Passage. And it's right outside the entrance to Wind Traders yep. there. Um, it's where the Transformer shop. guy is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is just a kiosk. I was really surprised that it's just two there's a ordering two ordering windows, one on the left, one on the right of this like Transformer that, guy. Go to the left. Go to the left side. No one realizes it's another window and there's no weight on the left side. <laughs> well, there was on Saturday, but there wasn't any other time I was there. So this, the menu isn't extensive. They have two frozen beverages, mm -hmm. one which is non-alcoholic, one which is. Can you get so, the non-alcoholic one with alcohol if you ask? I don't think so. I think no. these are like just in a machine and they. They, yeah. they pre-pour them. Okay. Yeah. So I know. Holly hat good if you want to talk about the um I had the non-alcoholic I took one for the team I did just too. to experience um this drink it's called the night blossom um it's $4.99 it has a mixture of limeade with apple and desert pear flavors topped with passion fruit bobo balls that sounds awesome um you can get this in a souvenir pongu mug with um a with a glowing seed, but that's like eighteen twenty-five. No thanks. I didn't see anybody um, ordering no, those either. No, um, very refreshing um, for non-alcoholic. Really, really good. Nice. Um, I actually had a criticism on this drink. It was far, far, far too sweet for me. <laughs> and I love sweet drinks. Mm -hmm. This was like an insta cavity. Uh, like I drank it and I had to, and I'm a fast eater and drinker and I had to slow it down to drink this cause it was just sugar overload. So if you like sweet drinks, this is definitely for you, but it was a little too sweet for me. I got brain freeze. Yeah. I was like, holy moly. I was like sucking it down cause it was a hot day. Yeah. And it's so. pretty looking. And if you're mm -hmm. like into like, um, I don't know. Instagram or like like the unicorn frap. This is the new unicorn frap. If you look online, people are going nuts for this drink. Do you know what I thought about Pongu Pongu? Mm -hmm. I thought it should have been the new home for the cheeseburger egg roll. Oh, because you need a yeah. salty. Yeah, there there should be a savory item. There. item. Well, the next frozen drink was the Maara. Was I did I say that right? I don't know. It's it's Maara yeah. Margarita. I think yep. you had the, I we had all. Margarita. I had yeah. it. This had um. Swaza, I can't pronounce any of this. Tequila. Tequila with strawberry and blood orange flavors topped with strawberry bobo balls. 
This tasted like a strawberry daiquiri to me. Yeah. yeah. This was nine twenty-five. So like a strawberry daiquiri with tequila. It was yeah. very good. And this is frozen again. Yes. Yep. Then we go into the draft beers. Um, there were two draft beers. One was the Maara High Country Ale, an amber ale brewed with the nature lover with a herbal spice hop aroma and a multi flavor profile featuring notes of caramel toffee and nuts i didn't try that one <laughs> rob did i had no a i didn't oh, i didn't did. oh rob, i had a sip of here i, mean, I had scott, a sip of someone huh? scott what'd you think i actually liked it i did i liked it i liked the green one better did we I all did. try the green one i just yes. had the green one the yeah. green one was the hawk's grog ale and that was delicious. And green in color good. with a fruity hot character, including apricot and peach with a hint of wheat on the finish. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, this was, was excellent. I was such a pain in the rear to everyone who was behind <laughs> me online because they were like, well, what's good here? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> the the Hawk's Grog Ale is more of a, just a light beer. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like... But a, it's it's got a little bit of hops. I mean, it's not like a Miller Lite. No, but it's definitely yeah. the more accessible. Yes. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for these two beers, a 16 ounce is 825 and a 22 ounce is 950. Don't get the twenty-two ounce if you got. I didn't think that. I didn't think that either of them went well with the food item, though. I didn't have any other food. There's only one food. You absolutely did. Did I try? Oh yeah, I had a bite of yours. I had a bite of yours. Um, I did have a bite of yours. There is only one food item, Mm -hmm. and it's called the Pongu Lumpia, a pineapple cream cheese spring roll. Four fifty nine, and you get two of them. You get two of them. Oh my god! And they were. Delicious. Yes, they are. They are delicious. They're messy, so be careful yeah. when you eat them because they like kind of shoot out everywhere. <laughs> like you bite into it, it's similar to like an egg roll or. A I would not want to give them to a child. No, that would be. <laughs> and I didn't have napkins the first time. And my hands were just like sticky. It was. Yeah. I had to go wash my hands. Yeah. These are. They were incredible. They're the yeah. I, I They're would the get them highlight. every time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Real MVP. I think I'm. I'm replicating them at home. Yeah. I. We look forward to that <laughs> replication. I'm into it. Okay, so then there was a Satouli Canteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, so did you guys... Ex- ex- I did. You I did. did. Okay, so we, as part of this, we um, used the mobile ordering mm-hmm. as part of the My Disney Experience app. So while we were in line for the river journey, um, we decided to order some food there. So we only ordered one entree. So how this mobile app works is you go onto the Santuli Cat Canteen um, information page and it'll say place order click on that it gives you the menu uh, you could customize things if you have food allergies you could put that in there you pay through the app um, so like I have the credit card um, connected to the room or like that's what it just defaulted to you can't pay with your magic band or uh, gift cards or anything at this point just credit card um, you customize the order, you place it, and what it did was, when I started the order, it said, your food will be available noon to two. So like you, you it put you into that window. Um, so I, I guess it's, you can't order and then say you're gonna get it at five o'clock that mm-hmm. evening. It's, it's with that lunch window. So we did it while we were in the queue, came off the ride, walked over near there, there's restrooms just outside the canteen, and as soon as I came over there, a message popped up on my phone saying, do you want us to prepare your order? So it knew you had to have location 
services enabled mm-hmm. on your iPhone or whatever. Um, so I hit that and it said, we're preparing your order. Used the restroom, came out and then walked in and they ask you, um, or the cat, I said to the cast member, I said, I have a mobile order. And he said, Oh, just walk over here to the left. Whereas the, if you, you have a dedicated line as to uh-huh. the mobile Yeah. Order. And so, uh, I just waited there and then on the phone, it just says, we're preparing, we're preparing. And then it just popped up that said, your food's ready. How long did it take from when it, you first got the notification and it says, we're preparing your meal to when it was ready? Seven minutes. Mine was about five. Okay. I'm estimating that's not a scientific idea yeah, to test it, but it, it was good because I used the bathroom. You know, you could have done something else. Um, you, did, you weren't waiting in a line and yeah. having to do that. You could do other things. So, so you do uh, it again? 100%. It, it was, was the easiest. Those people who were waiting in line, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I waited in line because I just discovered the hot dog wrapped in mm-hmm. a pretzel pretzel yeah and i was like ah, i'll just get in line and it took me like 20 minutes yeah holly got the yeah. dessert as well <laughs> i got a dessert and um, a drink so and then i as i was standing there waiting i asked the cast member how are they planning on rolling this out so he said the idea is to have it at all the uh quick service in animal, animal kingdom, kingdom by the end of june and this week is going to start at Pizza Fari. I saw that they just announced that. And then from there, I guess they're going to see how it goes. And ho- hopefully it's at all the quick service so around cool. property. Flame tree. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you would... Okay, so let's talk about the actual food. Did Do you um, think you would go... If you were in Animal Kingdom right now and it was lunchtime, where are you going? Flame tree. Okay. Flame tree. So we, as part of the um, mobile order... I had the um, the cheeseburger bao buns, mm-hmm. and I was super looking forward to this, and I was disappointed in them. Um, they do taste like a McDonald's cheeseburger, the filling, mm-hmm. oh. but it was uh, what I should have done. It, it was just dry. Like I felt like the proportion of meat mm-hmm. to the bun. the bun was disproportionate. The bun's very tall, so like you like it's like biting into you get like all this like bun, and then there's <laughs> just like. Like it's like three inches of bun to like a, like a half an inch of meat. Did you get them? Yes, I agree with you. Okay. But I like the bun, so <laughs> I I didn't hate it as much. My I had a bite of the fattiest grizzle that I couldn't even get my teeth through. Ugh. It was awful, and mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> my mom was like, "What's wrong?" We split an order, and it was so gross. So I had. I, but like the whole thing was good and that was at the very end. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, so you guys both had kind of meh experiences with the cheese. I would try it again. I, I think oh, what I, I would have done is grab some either ketchup and or mustard um, and just squirt it a little on the top yeah. part of the bun yeah, just to like, like yeah, just flavor, moisten it up. Yeah. Yeah. What other food options at Satuli? Um, you can create your own bowl. So you select your protein, whether it be slow roasted grilled beef, chicken, or sustainable fish, and then you select your base and your sauce. Okay. So that's the other food option, along with the steam pods, bio buns. Um, dessert options are chocolate cake and then blueberry cream cheese mousse, which I got that, that one. That sounds good. It was excellent. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, the presentation's really cool. Very beautiful. I almost didn't want to eat it because it was so pretty. <laughs> but I did take a picture. Um, Looks like you eat the slice of Avatar. <laughs> right? Yum. Like, oh, I'm eating Avatar. 
Um, and then drink options. They have um, a Pandorian Sunrise that's available in a Navi flute cup. Um, Is that alcoholic? Yeah. Then they have draft beer, sangria, and wines by the glass. What's in the Pandorian Sunrise, does it say? It does not say, and I did not try that one, but I did try the Dreamwalker Sangria. Um, the picture up at when Scott and I were ordering, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And I thought there were cherries <laughs> in it, but they're grapes. Oh. Um, so I was a little, meh. I mean, the lady was like, oh, you're going to love this. And I'm like, oh, okay. It like, was good. Like, I wouldn't no. say what like... Was, what was your favorite of all of the Pandora drinks that you had? Oh, boy. Probably the margarita. Mine, too. I dig strawberry. So, um, yeah. That's pretty much I, the menu for... So nobody had... Team. Nobody did the, the bowl thing to create your... No. No. I should have done that. Yeah. Well. And how'd you like the hot dog? The, the hot dog was a kid's thing, and I really liked it. I thought it was... <laughs> Attaboy, Scotty. That's not even on this menu. You like oh, what okay. you like. Yeah, it's a, it's a kid's meal. For guests ages nine and under. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't stop you, bowls, so. cheeseburger, steam, pods, cheeseburger. You'd be like, I got my kid back at the table. I'm right. bringing it to yeah. him. They have case... I can't say this word. Quesadillas. Quesadilla. Quesa, you make yourself <laughs> a thing. Some quesas and then the hot dog. And the Pandora and Sunrise is non-alcoholic. Oh. It's oh, a. Okay. It says a refreshing balance of tropical juices blended with Powerade melon. And that's four forty nine. Yeah. So that's a non-alcoholic. So they don't say it on the, the mm. menu outside. That's interesting. And then they also have the two, ale, the two beers that you can find at Pongu. Pongu Pongu as well as Bud Light and Stella. See, they need a put that on their their menu outside so it, it's area. funny because you guys were able to do that the friday before pandora opened and i ate at satuli canteen later that next week um and you get a pop-up notification when you want a mobile order saying please note that placing an order does not guarantee you entry into pandora mm. so <laughs> that was um you know an indication that they were so busy that people were probably like, oh, if we order food, they've got to let us in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a long wait, but <laughs> I don't think it's been as bad anymore. Like, I think you can actually get into Panda, like, walk into the land now. Um, there's also, the atmosphere is so awesome, just all over Pandora with the um, the plants, and there's a really cool, like, pod when you walk into the land that if you touch the like red purple part mm -hmm. and if enough people touch it it shoots water i took a really cool video clip of that yeah um and then there's like fun fish and there's drums and there's all sorts of stuff there's also a gift shop and consistently there was a line for the gift <laughs> shop but lucky for me it rained the day i was there no line oh wow um so i walked into the gift shop i did get to peek around how's the merch um the rookery that's where the little mini banshees are. <laughs> sure. That's right to your left as you go in, and there's a line for the rookery as you go into the gift shop. Mm -hmm. I just saw reports that they are completely sold out. Really? Yeah, yesterday? No more banshees. No yeah. way. Everyone yeah. had them on their shoulders. Even in like Epcot, I saw people yeah. with the banshees on their shoulders. That was like the hot... The hot item. There's a banshee on my shoulder. I got so tired of seeing this. I know. There, I mean, I guess if I was a kid, I would probably want one. Yep. I mean, I, I would. But they're, they're pretty costly, though. I know. I know. Like, but if you don't get anything else, I mean, think about it. You could, yeah, drop, you could drop money on, like, tons of, like, you know, stuffed Mickey Mouses. I wonder what Buckeye would have done with the banshee. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Killed it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so Wind Traders, they have, it's very specialized merchandise to Pandora. There's not like, there's no 2017 Sorcerer Mickey crap in there. It is all Pandora stuff. Which is good. This is what, which is what we've kind of been clamoring for on yeah. this podcast for specialized, um, merchandise specific to that area of that park. And there's also like, they have a lot of like, like rocks and stuff. Like you can buy like a bag of gems and like, so, you <laughs> Ten know, year old Matt would have loved that. I know. Oh, yeah. I would have loved that too. Pyrite. Lots of good fool's gold in there. <laughs> um, so the moss yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then there's the moss wall right outside of Pandora. Um, which is like the new purple wall in the Magic Kingdom. It's highly... It's in Pandora outside of Wind Traders. Wind Traders, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it is a highly Instagrammable spot. Um, in fact, when I went back on Monday or Tuesday evening, they had a photo pass photographer there. Oh. Really? And you could also get a photo of yourself um, in a in a uh, an ace passport so like one of the the signs um i totally failed and was holding it on the outside which is so stupid but um you know it it is what it is what are you gonna do i'm still a top post on hashtag pandora mosswall oh look at you you're so special Uh, tina rose on your nose (laughs) (laughs) so that is um you know we also got i know we kind of alluded to it but Scott and Holly and I were able to stay the one evening on Saturday to watch Pandora change from day to night, which if you're planning a trip to Pandora, probably best just to plan it at night because it is gorgeous. How does that transition compare to the transition at Cars Land? Slower. Mm -hmm. Okay, so more drawn out. Yes, because it was sunset that night was at 816 and we didn't leave Pandora probably till nine, nine yeah. fifteen. The darker it gets, the more. Are there so there's not like a swelling no, musical it's not cue. Like, boom, it's just kind of like a drastic, no. almost like you were watching a sunset. It's yes. kind of drawn. Yeah, and and I think that's a lot more appropriate yeah. to that area. But mm-hmm. That's cool. But yeah, it's, with but Cars it's, Land, the music comes on, all the lights come on. That's it. It's yeah. a two second transition. With this, it was you know the. That to get like I kind of felt it like relaxing just to kind of walk around and just like take in like all the beautiful like and the nighttime sounds come up oh yeah Yeah. you do get the nighttime sounds that stick yes so in wind traders they sell a staff um that's like it looks like a like a gnarled walking stick and it has like a blue it, it's like a orb, a, a blue orb inside of it that's like intertwined in the in the <clears throat> stick. Um, but I don't think people know what this is because if this would I think be like right up there with the banshee that I would want one of these. Um, <laughs> it has a black light on the bottom of the stick. So if you're walking around Pandora around dusk time, you can turn on your stick and you just tap the ground with the bottom and the black light activates the bioluminescence of the ground so this woman we were standing next to her and she was like boom 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 and she like kept hitting the ground i said what are you doing and she was like look the paint lights up when i hit it and i was like oh my gosh that is (laughs) so cool that is super um interactive merchandise yes how how much was it do you know that was i think like around 30 dollars. i think it was 28 something that's not bad because that's like the first thing i ran to i was like oh because i was 
I just thought that was the coolest thing. So we talked about the rides. We talked about the food. We talked mm-hmm. about the ambiance. We talked about the merch. merch. I'd like to go around the table real quick and put you guys on the spot. Um, was it worth the wait and two words to describe Pandora World of Avatar? Well, you can go first since you're just, the one throwing out that question. <laughs> or one word to describe. Oh. Okay. We'll, we'll go to one. Scott. Okay. Uh, Was it worth the wait and one word to describe it? Are you asking the wait that you had to do on that Saturday? No, 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 no. Or, Was it worth or the like wait, the years? The year like leading for up to, to oh. for it to open. Yeah, I mean, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait it took them to do it. I would use the word... um, (laughs) Alright, you got one. Alright, I'll just go easy and say breathtaking. (laughs) And that was Holly's word. Um, Rob? Worth the wait? Yes. Given the level of detail and uh, immersiveness of this... Did I say that right? Immersiveness? Okay. Um, yeah, now I see why it took so long. I mean, you look at these cues and just the labor that it had to have taken them. Hours of artists and just, it was insane. Um, a word to, beautiful. That's my word. Um, I think it was totally worth waiting for this to open. Um, definitely the nighttime is worth it, um, because... I'm going to use the word stunning. Yes. I would say yes, because what were we missing otherwise? Camp Mini Mickey? <laughs> I mean, is that what you're asking? Like, was it worth us waiting without Camp Mini Mickey for three years? Yes, uh, it certainly was. Um, so, yes, it was worth the wait. But I think the word I would like to describe it would be intricate. That's a good one. I will go ahead and say that it is, yes, it was worth the wait. Um, then again, like, it's not something that, it, you know, it's not like uh, New Fantasyland where we were like, God, when is this going to open? I'm so excited about this. It was kind of like, yeah, when it opens, like, we'll check it out. I hope it's good. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was worth the wait. Um, and I'm going to say innovative um, just based mm-hmm. on um, just the overall ambiance, the the stuff that they did with the the ground, the attention to detail, and the ride, um, Flight of Passage, is an extremely innovative ride with innovation that we've come to expect from Disney throughout the years. And you know, it's it's glad to see that they're. It's good to see that they're still you know, pushing uh, forward and you know breaking through boundaries in their technology. I also think that it's really interesting the timing of this opening with all of the. I mean, so much of Avatar and this land is based around conservation and saving the environment. And it's right around the time that we are opting out of the Paris Climate Agreement, which I won't get much into it, but that's a mistake. And I think that if anything, if this could be something that gets children or or anyone um, more into the importance of conservation and, you know, we only have one Earth, so we have to kind of... We have to kind of make sure that it sticks around for future generations. And a lot of people complain about Avatar the film saying that it's a bit too heavy handed on, you know, conservation. And it's kind of one of those things like we know that we're kids of the 90s. You know, we grew up with like R-E-C-Y-C-L-E recycle, but 
You know? Oh my god, this is a drawn out answer. Jeez, <laughs> we went from R E C Y C L E and that it's two question answer. It's one a, word. One word. To I just describe. want to just allow this moment to say that it's important to care about the environment and it's not something that is uncool. Like it's something that we should care about and I hope that this land can help some more people get on board with further conservation efforts and i hope that disney uses this as a you know as a grounds for doing yeah. more things with that be a model for future generations yes. yeah someone's got it so. um i will i'm gonna give one more pandorian tidbit um a lot of the plants that they use in pandora are hybrids that were like you know just like general like bushes and stuff that looked very weird that just people didn't want like so they're like so that they would be recognized as something similar that would be found in the human world but not exactly like because they were like actually like throwaways that like wow. so many people didn't oh. want like the hybrids of like two things because they look too weird um so i guess they got a good deal on those <laughs> <laughs> But, all right. Um, this moves on to last call. I know, Holly, you had a last call, Sarah, you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, last call uh, for me is if you don't care about spoilers, definitely check out our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Um, there are a lot of great photos of Pandora. I know Facebook, I have three albums, um, the actual <laughs> land itself. Um, there's pictures of the Flight of Passage, of the queue that we waited in and also the Navi River journey. So definitely check it out. Let us know what your impressions are. Yeah, nice. Anyone else have any last call items? No. All right, and make sure you, um, again, like Catherine said at the top of the podcast, we will be doing a weekly podcast. We're gonna be doing one a week from today. So I, we're deviating from our usual bi-weekly. So expect another episode chock full of info um, the following Sunday, which is June 11th. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Right. So, so, guys, cheers. 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 Satuli. And what's the word? Savaho. What's the stupid word that means go forth? Excelsior. <laughs> yep. Conferve? Conferve. <laughs>